0: The year 2020 brought global health into greater focus than ever before.
1: Certainly the COVID-19 pandemic has exposed health inequities. So there's a lot of case studies of COVID-19 being experienced all across the globe.
0: On today's show, discover how global health involves everywhere...
1: Health is also local health these
2: days. We live in such a globalized world that these things are applicable not just in Liberia,
3: but also places like Milwaukee.
0: And everyone.
3: It's inherently interdisciplinary, so it involves all the health professions, but also economists, political scientists, foreign language experts, and anthropologists, because it's a really broad field.
0: Learn global health perspectives in times of a global health pandemic inside this edition of CTSI. Discovery Radio. Welcome to CTSI Discovery Radio. I'm your host, Brian Belmer. CTSI Discovery Radio is brought to you by the Clinical and Translational Science Institute of Southeast Wisconsin. The CTSI is a consortium of researchers, doctors, scientists, and others representing eight institutions, including the Medical College of Wisconsin, Milwaukee School of Engineering, Marquette University, the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, Children's Wisconsin, Freighter Hospital, Versity Blood Center of Wisconsin, and the Zablocki VA Medical Center. The CTSI works collaboratively across all of our member institutions. Our mission is advancing health through research and discovery. Today, the health of our entire globe has come into focus due to the current coronavirus pandemic. Considering the range of healthcare systems, how health is viewed and defined, and the vastly different levels of public health throughout the world, how does the concept of global health work? To gain an expert perspective, we spoke with Dr. Stephen Hargarten, professor of emergency medicine and associate dean of the Office of Global Health at the Medical College of Wisconsin. Dr. Hargarten begins by sharing when and how the Office of Global Health at MCW came to be. The Office of Global Health was created, I believe it was 2012,
1: when Dean Kirshner became dean of the medical school. And he and I discussed the reorganization of what was previously the global health program nested in the Institute for Health and Society. And we established the Office of Global Health under Dr. Kirshner's leadership initiative.
0: What are the goals of the Office of Global Health?
1: goals are to advance the four missions of the Medical College of Wisconsin, patient care, education, research, and community engagement. So there's a broad set of activities that support the goals of advancing health and safety in populations locally and beyond
0: across the globe. In order to successfully achieve its goals, the global health enterprise must draw people from multiple disciplines. Dr. Hargarten shares some of the key areas of study and work involved.
1: Global health really pulls in all of the disciplines necessary to improve the health and safety of the community. So it's not limited to infectious disease experts, which obviously they're still needed, particularly in this age of COVID. But it also involves other disciplines, such as nursing and physicians and pharmacists to other types of disciplines outside of medicine, which includes anthropology, that help to form a comprehensive team that addresses issues that are complex that are needed to really attack a problem, such as ones we have in Milwaukee to ones that exist
0: across the globe. He gives an example of how and why a multidisciplinary approach works best in global health.
1: A good example of this multidisciplinary approach is a project that we did in Uganda assessing the pain thresholds of women. In the United States, we use a pie chart where you have a frown to a big smile to indicate your level of pain. Having the cultural expertise, anthropology background, the women didn't respond to the smiles, but rather they responded to an empty and filled water jug. And the filled water jug is the most painful because it's the hardest to carry. Yes, that was used to help understand the pain needs of these women who have the experience of carrying water to their respective villages.
0: Does global health primarily focus on the public health of populations? on medical treatment of individuals or is it equally focused on both?
1: And it is actually equally emphasized on both individuals such as in Kenya where we're strengthening cardiovascular surgery to help with addressing needs of patients with rheumatic heart disease and need surgery to correct their heart problem to populations that uh, need interventions in the larger public health realm. So we're engaged with a partnership in Poland where they wanting to strengthen cancer care. And so there's that balance, that interest, that strength that the partnership with Issues to advance.
0: Today, health systems around the world are challenged by the COVID-19 pandemic, bringing global health issues into focus. Dr. Hargarten says many factors are shaping the landscape of the pandemic and the disparities existing within it.
1: Certainly the COVID-19 pandemic has really across the globe exposed health inequities, and vulnerable populations. So there's a lot of case studies of COVID-19 that are being experienced by health systems, by countries, by cities, all across the globe. This presents an opportunity for global health partnerships to compare and contrast what interventions work and what interventions may not be working as effectively.
0: He gives an example.
1: So when Medellin Colombia issued its stay-at-home order, the government provided vouchers for food so that if they stayed home from work, they still had resources to purchase food to support their families. I think that's an interesting intervention that you don't see here in the United States with vulnerable populations needing to go to work and then end up being infected.
0: But in many ways, the global health community is coming together in fighting COVID-19.
1: So that is development of vaccines. Over 90 projects that I'm aware of is so interesting and so impressive that the scientific world is coming together in such an organized way for a very focused outcome of vaccine.
0: Could focus on controlling the spread of COVID-19 have significant impact on treating other diseases throughout the world?
1: that we're going to be losing progress towards prevention and treatment of infectious diseases such as HIV, malaria, and tuberculosis, particularly in sub-Saharan Africa. So resources are then pulled towards controlling this pandemic. We're losing the attention that we need to continue to have to address these other infectious diseases that are still ravaging communities across the
0: globe. So it's particularly important to continue to treat other diseases that can be treated during the pandemic.
1: Diseases that are very amenable to vaccines, such as measles, community clinics need to give those vaccines to those children. It's a real important area that is increasingly getting attention, and necessarily so, because we are at risk of losing momentum and those deaths are at risk of increasing.
0: And he adds, this is a concern in both advanced as well as developing nations
1: of those diseases in lower resource countries such as sub-Saharan Africa, it is a real problem. They can't get their meds because COVID-19 has literally crowded out their ability to do that. In the United States, it's really related to vaccines and vaccines not being given to children because they're staying at home and we haven't really had the resources to make sure kids are being adequately vaccinated.
0: Considering that COVID-19 is a never-before-seen coronavirus, has it been instrumental in advancing global health?
1: I'm not an expert in the coronavirus family, but has this advanced global health? I think this is a game-changer for global health. This clearly has placed the entire globe in an alignment I have not seen in my years in working in global health.
0: In alignment, in what way?
1: In the way countries of the world need to work together towards their respective health and safety. More and more, we have to collaborate and partner with communities and countries to not only battle this pandemic, but also the next one or other vexing issues that plague our globe. That, to me, is the opportunity we have with this extraordinary moment in our planet's history.
0: Will the pandemic likely increase interest and awareness for people to enter the global health enterprise?
1: Absolutely. I think there's no question in my mind that that is going to be the case. And I think it's really a game changer for health professionals, whether they be graduate students, pharmacy students, or medical students, nursing students. Already, global health has become a very popular undergraduate concentration because of the impact of COVID-19 on all elements of civil society.
0: We'll learn more about some specific programs in global health studies in a bit. But first, we asked Dr. Hargarten, what are some of the key lessons the global health enterprise and our leaders need to learn from COVID-19?
1: First and foremost, that boundaries artificially erected by human beings on the planet should not be the rate-limiting step for how we address global problems. The virus doesn't know a boundary. It doesn't know the person's political beliefs. And I think we have to view the world as one, one planet, one health. This pandemic is teaching us the strengths and limits of how governments work together, and I think these lessons are going to help future leaders to be better at
0: it. In the meantime, global health experts at the Medical College of Wisconsin have been instrumental in better understanding the coronavirus on a global scale
1: got faculty leaders who have made considerable contributions during this pandemic, ranging from infectious disease to epidemiology, but there's others making contributions and will continue to make contributions on a global scale. That's really a testimony to the faculty and to the leadership of our faculty in this particular problem and their thinking in
0: relationship to global health principles. Making MCW poised to continue leading global health-related research and educating tomorrow's global health leaders.
1: I think we're poised to take the next level together as a health university, and I think we are very well positioned to continue to make credible and long-lasting contributions to the health and safety of communities across the globe.
0: You've heard the phrase, think locally, act globally. What does that mean in the context of global health and COVID-19?
1: critical element of what academic health universities are all about, critically examining an event, evaluating, and disseminating that information in the scientific community. Scientific publications are now increasingly co-authored across countries. I think that's very indicative of how health universities, such as the Medical College of Wisconsin, can have an impact on the pandemic thousands of miles away or making that impact within the city of Milwaukee. And that's really that local global balance that is so important. In defining global
0: health, as we've learned, the global health enterprise is more than just medicine. It's made up of people from multiple disciplines in order to most effectively address the world's comprehensive health related needs. Now, let's learn more from a couple of experts in our area educating the next generation of global health workers. First, we had a conversation with Dr. Megan Schultz, Assistant Professor of Pediatrics and Co-Director of the Global Health Pathway at the Medical College of Wisconsin. Dr. Schultz says, for many people, perception and reality are two different things when they hear global health.
2: What's often thought of first is international health, a physician working in a low- or middle-income country trying to cure HIV. And that is one aspect of global health, but global health also encompasses public health, economic considerations, social and cultural considerations, political considerations, as well as really diverse things like climate change, vaccines, water quality, malaria, road traffic accidents. I mean, we're all over the place in global health.
0: So, instead...
2: A more universal definition of global health that tries to incorporate all those different ideas would be an area of study, research, and practice that focuses on improving health and achieving health equity for all people worldwide.
0: Along with her co-director, Dr. Kirsten Beyer, the two lead the global health pathway of studies at MCW.
2: You can really think of pathways as concentrations for medical students at the Medical College of Wisconsin. There are eight from them to choose from, and they will be in that pathway with like-minded students for their first two years, and they have the option of continuing involvement into their third year as well.
0: She says the goals of the Global Health Pathway are many.
2: First, We really want them to understand how global health issues impact everyone everywhere. So whether in Botswana, practicing as a physician, or here in Milwaukee, they will see global health issues wherever they end up. So prepare them for being a globally-minded
0: physician. Another goal is preparing medical students to work with limited resources.
2: We designed a curriculum for students who are interested in patients and communities living in limited resource environments. So we also want them to appreciate the challenges of working in a limited resource environment and how to problem solve in a complex and underserved environment like that
0: and expose medical students to today's key global health burdens throughout the world.
2: Things like infectious disease, HIV, malaria, but also non-communicable diseases and injuries. Many of our students will travel and work abroad, so we want them to represent Medical College of Wisconsin being humble, respectful, curious. And then lastly, we want medical students to see how they could incorporate global health into their careers, no matter where they end up being
0: global health is a multidisciplinary field of study. No better exemplified than by leadership of MCW's Global Health Pathway.
2: My co-director, Dr. Kirsten Beyer, she is not a medical doctor at all. She's an epidemiologist and geographer. So while I am a pediatric emergency physician, Dr. Bayer currently she's doing a lot of mapping of COVID outbreaks in the Milwaukee and Wisconsin area. So global health is so multidisciplinary. It's not just medicine or even public health anymore. It's things like engineering.
0: Really? engineering.
2: So that might not be something you immediately think of, but it's definitely necessary. Engineers definitely work in global health, even though they're not physicians, but they are working on water purification systems or agriculture and irrigation. So yeah, global health is indeed very multidisciplinary. It's one of the reasons I love it.
0: The students do too. Because of the spectrum of knowledge and experiences, the global health pathway provides them. core
2: sessions cover topics like disaster management, refugee health, immigrant health, international adoption, how to work with interpreters. And then from there, the students choose a focus they're very interested in, whether it be a specific disease process or area of the world, and they can go off on their own and spend time delving into that one topic.
0: And while some topics are covered regularly, others are added to reflect the times.
2: There are core topics that we try to touch on every year, but we try to be very current and topical. Global health is always evolving. So this spring, as you can imagine, we spent a lot of time talking about the coronavirus pandemic and similarities with the 1918 flu pandemic that had not been a core session before because we did not know that coronavirus was going to hit.
0: But here we are. Over at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, Dr. Ann Dressel is assistant professor and director of UWM's Center for Global Health Equity. She agrees that defining global health is difficult because it's so multidimensional. It's
3: connected. Currently interdisciplinary, so it involves all the health professions, but also economists, political scientists, foreign language experts, and anthropologists, because it's a really broad field. And there's also then a big emphasis on the social determinants of health things like education, employment, gender norms, racism, which is a big topic right now, even right here in Milwaukee.
0: And the COVID 19 pandemic adds another level of complexity.
3: We're certainly seeing the global aspect of all those now with COVID 19. You know, we're not isolated from the rest of the world, and it speaks to the need for coordinated efforts at a broader level to address global health issues. It's really important for us to remember that we're part of the globe. It's not just what's happening somewhere else. It's what's happening here as well.
0: Which is why UWM also offers opportunities to study global health for both undergraduate and graduate students.
3: The health certificate at UWM it's kind of like an interdisciplinary minor to give students a cohesive set of coursework that will give them a solid grounding in global health. We also have a baccalaureate degree in global health. Through the global studies program, students can elect to major in the global health track and get a full degree in it. And we also have a Spanish for Health professional certificate, as well as a master's in sustainable peace building program at UWM.
0: The knowledge and competencies gained through these global health studies at UWM are considerable.
3: Things like the global burden of disease, social determinants of health in a global context, to learn about principles, language, and measurement tools used in global health, ethics and global health. They'll gain competence in identifying and analyzing the factors that generate health disparities, and they'll also gain an understanding of how global health issues impact ethnic minorities and other marginalized and vulnerable population groups here and around the world.
0: Dr. Dressel says UWM's Global Health Certificate is commonly paired with a variety of different majors.
3: Public health students, nursing students, students studying things like nutrition, physical therapy, occupational therapy. But we also get a lot of students from the social sciences, history, geography, political science, but also anthropology, the foreign languages. And I think there's a great need for more students in engineering and the hard sciences to get some background in global health.
0: Then again it doesn't have to be paired with anything else.
3: People can come to UWM and just do the certificate. For example, if people have a general interest in it but aren't looking to get a whole degree or another degree, they can come and just do the certificate by itself.
0: Back at MCW, Dr. Megan Schultz realizes not all Global Health Pathway students will end up working full-time in limited-resource environments. But
2: I want them to be ready to meet patients where they are, whether they're working in rural Wisconsin or urban New York City. Global health is also local health these days. We live in such a globalized world that these things are applicable not just in Liberia, but also places
0: like Milwaukee. The study of global health focuses on several key emphases. One of them, the overall health of our nation and nations around the world, is particularly important right now.
2: You know, high-income countries like the United States are often thought of to have fantastic health care systems. Asterisk, as long as you have access and insurance. The coronavirus pandemic has honestly really shown the cracks in our healthcare care system. So the overall health of our nation right now, you know, in some ways, We have a great healthcare system. In some ways, we are feeling miserably.
0: Making collaboration between nations so important in addressing global health issues.
2: We are living in an increasingly globalized world Now, especially things like infectious diseases, can spread quite easily as we're seeing currently with coronavirus. So the intersection between nations is highly relevant during the current pandemic, but also just going to be increasingly relevant because it's really impossible, honestly, to erect some national borders and say, you know, we're going to be safe in here.
0: And it's the goal and hope in global health to make health care a basic human right
2: nearly impossible to work abroad in a limited resource setting and not be devastated by the extreme inequity of health. And we see that here in the United States, depending on which zip code you live in, it's just like impossible not <laughs> to come away with the belief that it's not fair and we need to be working towards health
0: equity. Dr. Anne Dressel agrees that the right to health care is an essential goal of global health
3: most important areas, 115 countries in the world have a right to health or a right to health care written into their constitution. Do we have that here in the U.S.? No, we don't. So it's the U.S. that's out of step with the rest of the world. And it'd be one thing if things were great here, but we've got big disparities here in health care. Personally, I think global health should be required for all students for this reason alone. It could improve our own lives here in Milwaukee and in the U.S. and save us all
0: money. Considering the range of health and health care throughout the world, how does the concept of global health work with so many differing perspectives? Dr. Dressel says it requires an open mind.
3: organization has a definition of health. Health is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being and not merely the absence of disease. I'd like to hammer home this point because I think it's surprising to students that here in the US we are the ones who have a lot to learn from other countries the cultures and contexts in which we're raised aren't the only way to think about health or health beliefs. And for people going into global health or in any of the health professions, we always have to keep in mind this idea of cultural humility, respect, being open to learning from others, and a level, equitable playing field to start with.
0: From her experience, why do students choose to enter the field of global health?
3: to be passionate about addressing social injustice and health inequities so they're eager to work on global health solutions and global health is much more than just medicine it's clean water it's food it's education it's vaccinations and students are eager to work on those efforts and i think students are interested in it because they feel like they can make a difference and help to improve people's lives not just overseas but it makes them realize how interconnected we all are and that they can also make a difference right here.
0: Dr. Schultz also sees many reasons why students choose a career path in global health.
2: I'm so impressed by students nowadays. They are well-educated and interested and curious generation. A lot of our students have traveled abroad or lived abroad and therefore got their interest peaked in global health. Or they are avid students of current events and can see how global health is all
0: around us. To learn more about UWM's Global Health Certificate and other global health study opportunities,
3: go to uwm.edu, search for the Center for Global Health Equity, and you can get more information.
0: Or to learn more about MCW's Global Health Pathway,
3: Oh yeah, the MCW Office of
2: Global Health website has a lot of information too.
0: We'll be sure to post links on our CTSI website, along with the podcast of this show. Each year, the Medical College of Wisconsin presents Global Health Week. And since it's coming up, there's no better time to learn more from Tiffany Fraser, manager of the Office of Global Health at MCW. So what is Global Health Week?
4: Global Health Week is an opportunity to promote the diverse communities of our faculty, staff, and partners serving to advance health. Together, we can continue to share credible, collaborative, and mutually beneficial efforts in global health from Wisconsin's neighborhoods to the world's nations.
0: Tiffany tells us that there are two main objectives.
4: And they are, one, to increase the visibility of faculty's global health activities and community engagement, education, patient care, and research. And secondly, to raise awareness of local and international partnerships that are addressing global health issues from our neighborhoods to our nations.
0: As far as when Global Health Week is observed?
4: Global Health Week 2020 will be held Monday, November 30th, through Friday, December
0: 4th. And she explains why Global Health Week is always the first week in the month of December.
4: Medical College of Wisconsin's annual Global Health Week has always occurred the week following Thanksgiving. And this is for two reasons. One, it's anchored around World AIDS Day, which is on December 1st annually. This is also a time when we've returned from the long weekend. The majority of our students, staff, and faculty are on campus, and it doesn't compete with any other academic conferences or national meetings.
0: This year's Global Health Week is special because
4: this year will be our 10th year holding the event and since 2011 we have hosted over 7,000 participants which have included community members, faculty, staff, students from not only MCW and our hospital affiliates of Freighter and Children's Wisconsin.
0: What's different this year is Global Health Week is happening during a global pandemic but Tiffany says
4: it doesn't how we engage, but it does bring forth a deeper connection to global health for us all. COVID-19 has shown us how connected we really are and how we can impact one another through health and our economies. And so... This year's events will be virtual, but able to reach a broader audience. And in fact, by offering all events virtually, we are increasing access to educational efforts and the knowledge changing lives presented.
0: Tiffany says the COVID-19 pandemic adds special significance.
4: And only highlights why MCW engages both locally and globally. MCW leaders and faculty experts provide trusted, science-based facts to educate the public, and this is what we do best.
0: If you want to learn more about Global Health Week,
4: visit the Office of Global Health website at mcw.edu and type Global Health Week in the search box.
0: Get involved. Because today, more than ever, global health matters.
1: It
4: matters because
1: our local communities want to be healthy. And so it does matter to the local community in Milwaukee to assure that we have strong public health agencies that can help us be alerted to the next pandemic or vexing issues that confront our communities.
2: I mean, the fact
1: that one
2: tiny coronavirus particle that started in the Wuhan province is now devastating places in Texas and Florida is global health. And that's why it should matter to us because it only takes a little bit of imagination. And once you see it, it's like impossible to ignore what it would be like to feel sick and desperate in a very limited resource setting. And I would never want that for myself or my child.
3: For many of us, it's the first time we're experiencing a global health problem that is affecting us firsthand. And we gotta pay attention to what's going on on in the world because it can affect us at home. The COVID-19 pandemic is a great opportunity to raise awareness about the importance of global health and the need to educate ourselves and friends and family about it.
0: Yeah, it matters. And as a matter of fact, we're all out of time for this edition of CTSI Discovery Radio. Our sincere thanks to all of our guests. Dr. Stephen Hargarten, Dr. Megan Schultz, Dr. Ann Dressel, and Tiffany Fraser. I hope you've discovered something by listening to today's show, and I'm doubly hopeful that you'll join us again next time. CTSI Discovery Radio airs the third Friday of every month. Make an appointment on your calendar and join us for each episode. On behalf of the Clinical and Translational Science Institute of Southeast Wisconsin and all of our affiliate partners and members, I'm Brian Bellmer, wishing you happier, healthier days ahead. For more information about research or to listen to the podcast of this or any of our shows online and on demand, please visit our website at ctsi.mcw.edu. CTSI Discovery Radio is written, produced, and hosted by Brian Bellmer in collaboration with WMSE Radio. The CTSI and this program are under the direction of Dr. Reza Shakir.